Welcome back. Friday night dinner with Morgan and Rochelle. This is Morgan. This is Rochelle. Olive has joined us. Yes. Um, and this is our 10th episode. 10th main, Whole episode, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, forgiveness and stuff. Um, <laughs> so, how's your week been? Pretty boring. I didn't really do a whole lot this week. I pretty much left the house once. I mean, other than to, like, walk and stuff. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I didn't really do a whole lot. I uh, worked. You looked at a condo. I, I looked at a few uh, condos to potentially purchase and live in, so that's exciting. Um, and I read a lot of Harry Potter, which is also always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, went to dinner with a friend last night that I haven't seen in a little while, so that was nice. Um once again, I'm just reminded of how old I am. I had two drinks, and I am I'm hurting today. <laughs> She's a little hungover, y'all. I just I don't understand like why. I I swear so they old? told me. Well, they told me that when I hit 27, I would hit like a turning point, and that's when you'd start to like I'd start to get like hangovers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe them. And now I'm 28, and I believe them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm like, I only had two. Like you guys, I don't drink very much. And it's not like I'm out here doing tequila shots. Like, I literally just had two beverages last night. Like, very responsible. Two bevies. Two bevies. That was it. They were delicious. Um, but they were gin. So that's probably why, because I haven't had gin in a while. Oh. And they were like gin. It was and French 75. gin is up the devil. I love gin. <laughs> I love it. Um, but it was a French 75, so it had like gin and champagne. So maybe it was just like a little too much for my... My weak ankles, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm super excited because, um, so I used to work as a bartender uh, and waiter um, at a restaurant that is fairly popular slash famous. In, I, I worked at a different location, but the one in San Francisco was pretty famous. It had won two James Beard Awards. It's called the Slanted Door. And it's uh, Vietnamese. So good. Like Vietnamese fusion kind of. Um and um, I worked at the one in San Ramon, and I saw on their Instagram that they're reopening for outdoor Yay! dining. Because oh, um, there's this huge—I didn't know why they didn't. Maybe they couldn't put it together earlier because the place that they're in has huge outdoor there's space. So much outdoor where space. people could be totally separated. Like I don't know, but I'm so thrilled. So the second they announced it, I made a reservation for me and Rochelle and Rudy yeah. to go. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, I can't wait for their spring rolls and their peanut sauce. I'm so excited. I could drink that peanut sauce. Drink it. Like, mm-hmm. take it straight to the face. Like, I used to I when I worked there. I could smother it on everything. And they just everything have, like, was in that peanut everything. sauce. I think everything that they have on the menu is good. Everything. The cocktails are so good. Super good. They've won, so they won a Jane's Year Award for their food and then one for their bar mm-hmm. program. Um, I loved working there. They treat their employees really well. Um, which is a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a really important thing. So not only is their food delicious and amazing, but I love to support them because they mm-hmm. take care of their employees, and which I like. Their, their staff is so nice. Like the general manager for your location, mm-hmm. he knew that I was your sister. The owner so, was really nice yeah. when I worked there, I remember. And every time I came in, he would give me like, here's free food, here's free drinks. Like he was... He would recognize yeah. who you were. He's just... I just... I really enjoyed working there. Um, I did it... I worked there right before I became a nurse, actually. Yeah. As that was the last serving job I worked um, before I became a nurse. And I remember being kind of sad to go. Yeah. This is a good place to work. So I'm really excited for that. Me too. I'm so ready for yeah. that food. This week, so good. I've just been working. Um, 
I had a three-day weekend last weekend, um, which was really nice because I got to spend it with Amelia, which was really wonderful. We just kind of like chilled at home because obviously there's nothing to do. Um, and she's rolling over like a chair. Yeah, so she's she learned how to roll over back at the end of September, um, but she only could roll. So it's kind of opposite. Um, um, apparently, uh, what I was told by her pediatrician is that um, because pediatrics is not my specialty in any way whatsoever, um, uh, that it's more common for babies to learn how to roll from their stomach mm-hmm. to their back. And then then they'll eventually learn how to roll from their back to their stomach. So for her, she actually learned how to roll from her back to her stomach first. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of get stuck and kind of like uh, like eventually just kind of get fussy. Like, okay, I'm, I'm sick I'm of being this. stuck here on my stomach, you know? Um, but then just recently, um, so probably like a week, two weeks after learning how to roll over, she's now learned how to roll from her stomach mm-hmm. back to her back. So she'll like flip-flop sometimes and it's really, really fun to watch. Um so that was exciting. Yeah. Um, she's getting more like vocal. She's so funny. Yeah. Oh she's, she is having, she is recently, like as in the past like four nights, started waking up more in the night yeah. to eat, which has been a little bit difficult. And she's like on this weird timer where like she wakes up at 3.30 in the morning and she's like, oh, it's time to get up. <laughs> and she's like wide awake. And then we have to like get her to fall back asleep. So I haven't yeah. gotten sleep in like four days. Um, so that was a little rough. But other than that, um, I'm excited. It's starting to finally look like fall. Yes, it is really pretty. Oh, I'm ready it, for fall. fall is. I love. The, I love. Fall. I love the warm weather. Rochelle and I are a little bit different, and yeah, I love the warm weather. But you know what? I, I do love, love fall. I love because it's so pretty here in the fall, yeah. and it has a feeling. Of it. I think the biggest reason I like the warm weather uh, and I like summer is I like the long daylight hours. Yeah, I, I do too. That is the yeah. one bummer about. Especially when I was working 12-hour shifts. It yeah. was like, it was so depressing to get up in the dark, yeah. be inside all day yeah. at the hospital, and then leave in the dark. I feel and, the like, same you way. You the sun all day. You I know feel, what I mean? I feel the same way, especially now. Like, I mean, working from home, working in an office, it's basically the same. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that way. Like, I wake up and it's dark, and then I, like, finish work, and I want to go out and walk, and it's getting darker. And mm-hmm. so I have to go earlier now, because I usually take you an evening walk. You can't do as much, I feel like, because it gets yeah. dark so quick. But I do, I love fall. I don't really love the heat that much, so I really love, but I, that's why I like fall, because it's in between summer and winter. That's like, winter's true. a little too cold sometimes for me. Yeah. But fall is, like, that perfect, like, crisp, like, a crisp, like, 65 mm-hmm. is, like, perfect. That, I think the thing that bugs me about fall, where we live, is I feel like it can't make up its mind. Yeah. Not that, not that I don't even mind if, like, randomly there's a warm day in there yeah. that's not what bothers me what bothers me is like it'll be too cold in the morning yeah. to go out in something regular but then by midday you're sweating it's whatever like 90 you're wearing degrees, yeah. you know what I mean so you have to have like a bunch of clothes that like have sweaters that you can take on and off and I don't own like that's a plethora true. of like jackets that I can like make work with you know what I mean yeah. I mean not that I'm, I'm wearing scrubs every day to work so it doesn't really matter but yeah. like just on a normal day I feel like I'm either like too hot or too cold and that's my biggest pet peeve um, whereas in the summer, like, I like bright and sunny. Like, it just cheers me up. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, like, love the bursting heat. Or right. Anything. I mean, if there's a pool nearby, then Sure, maybe I do. yeah. And, but, like... Um, I get too uncomfortable in the heat. Like, once I start, like, getting hot and sweaty, you know, I'm just like, Ugh. I I get really uncomfortable now in the heat. I think we mentioned this yeah. before, but, like, ever since I got pregnant and had the baby, it, it, it's probably a hormonal thing. Like, I cannot sure. handle the heat anymore. And especially when I sweet, sleep. Yeah. When I sweep. When you sweep. Um, when, when I'm I sleep, sleeping. it's like I have to have it really cold in the house when I sleep. Me too. Um, and I, our electricity bill just went up so much because it was so warm here in the past month that I, 
I like kept turning down the thermostat at night and yeah. then turn it up during the day um, because I would get so hot and not be able to sleep. Um, but yeah, I can't sleep when it's hot. I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I don't, like I said, like I don't mind winter. I like the cold. Mm-hmm. I, I get really uncomfortable in the heat. So I really like being bundled up in the cold and like, I like cold weather cause I like like hot coffee and hot tea and like, but it's harder to get up in the cold. Like when my alarm gets off, so like when I have to go to work really, really early and my alarm goes off at like yeah. four but like something I don't have to leave the house five a.m. Yeah, you don't have to leave the house. <laughs> like I literally just migrate oh, to my kitchen table. And I have to like get up to get ready and it's like cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then and you can take like a like, hot shower and you just like. But I don't take I showers just, in the morning anymore because oh, I don't see, have I do. time for it. Like yeah. I take showers at night just because like in the morning I have to like pump before I go to work right. and feed the baby. You know what I mean? Um, there's this poem that I just thought of all of a sudden and I can't for the life of me remember it's by but but it's about um uh like how their dad would get up in the morning in the blue black cold to oh, like yeah. start the furnaces and then yeah. it has that line the uh what did I know what did I know of love's austere and lonely offices yes. and that's like one of my favorite it's quotes of all time I love that quote but I just thought about that like you get up and it's like I love the way that they describe it as a like blue black cold you yeah know I mean? it's so I so get that especially like when I lived in my old apartment, there was no, um, there was a heater, but it never, it didn't work. Right. So it, like, it was broken. So it never worked at all the whole time I lived there. And there was no air conditioner either. Um, and I remember like I had a little tiny space heater that was so ancient <laughs> that somebody like gave to me that like it melted the power cord. I oh remember that it was on. Um, so it was like kind of dangerous to use it. And so I'd only use it like in desperate circumstances, right. but I just remember getting up and like, there was no insulation at this place. Cause it was like a hundred year old like, yeah. house that somebody had made into units. I could write a whole book on oh, living there. Pl- you, you should guys. write a book. On I that thought place. about it actually, but I just remember it'd be so like cold and I would just like be shaking and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to go anywhere. Like I'd be getting up for clinicals at, you know, four yeah. something in the morning and like, I just wanted to, like, die. And back then, I did take showers in the morning. And the hot shower was nice, but then getting out was, like, right. the worst part. Because the one thing I did have was a working water heater, so that was nice. But, you know, my water heater sat in the corner of my kitchen. Yes. And my neighbor used my water heater. How? They didn't have a water heater. Like, their hot water was supplied from my apartment. That's so bizarre. Which is so weird. And, like, nobody ever explained it to me. And, like, I guess, like, my rent was, like, 50 bucks cheaper or something like that. Um, to, like, make up for the fact that, like, they used my water heater, but that was never explained to me. Right. My neighbor had to explain that to me, actually. And I was just like, well, what if, like, you used a ton of hot water? Right. I'm paying for your hot water. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's But shady. whatever. I mean, I didn't care because I was friends with my neighbor. Yeah. So and that whole apartment was shady. Yeah, like, that, the whole situation of course. Was shady. It didn't bug me, but it was just the fact that, like, I don't know. It was just <laughs> weird. That place was so, like... We had, like, homeless people sleeping on our back porch and, like, actual crack addicts, not our mom, <laughs> banging on my window at, like, 1 a.m. Like, I call, I remember calling 911 for the first time when I lived there because I thought somebody was, like, going to break into yeah. my house and kill me. Like, um, yeah, it was an interesting place to live. But I loved it. Yeah. I loved it because I loved my neighbors. It was a great, like... It was a cool location. Spot to live. Yeah. You know, but at downtown areas, you know, they can always can get a little bit sketchy at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I loved living there. But it was, I just, like, remember the getting up in the cold. But anyway. Um, I love that feeling. Getting up in the cold. I'm so weird. I'm such a weirdo. Such a weird, I do I like, you know what I do like? I like dry, I like right now, we're right at the time where it's not, like, um, bright super early. But yeah. But it's still not, like, dark yeah. for a long time. Um, and so recently when I work like later early morning mm-hmm. shifts 
it's really nice because the sun is coming up when yeah. I'm driving to work, and I love that. That's really pretty. I really like that. I also like love when the sky. sun is setting. Yeah. And like, my favorite, it's really bad because it's actually the most dangerous time to drive, uh, but dusk is my favorite yeah, time to drive. Yeah, it's so hard to drive. And I love driving when the sun's going down, and then it gets dark, and you roll all the windows down, and you're, like, blasting music, and I'm like, this is... See, okay, but this is why oh, I like I summers, because I like when the sun goes down in summer, and, like, it's warm outside, but oh. it's dark, and so you can roll down your windows. See, I like when it's cold outside, and then I blast the heater in the car, so I get that, like, temperature control. Okay, I guess. And it just feels so good, like, crisp and cool, and I don't oh, know, I just, I'm such the a feels. Weirdo. All the, the feels. feels. So, anyways, I'm happy that fall is here. Um, Even though we're going to be talking about Christmas spooky season, in this. Though. I do love spooky I season. I love the spooky season. I'm so excited for Halloween. Like, our plan for oh, Halloween. Oh, yeah. So since, so, since, obviously, Halloween is kind of, like... Canceled. You know, public Halloween, <laughs> I guess, is canceled. Halloween will never be canceled in our hearts. No. Because I love Halloween. We, it's yes. always been my favorite holiday since I was a child. Yeah. Actually, you know, although as I get older, I really do love Christmas. Yeah. Which I'll talk about in this episode, because yes. Christmas is starting to happen. Um, but um, we're going to go to my parents' house. Um, it's going to be just our family, mm-hmm. um, and we're all going to, like, dress up and stuff that we have at home. I I'm got like, my costume today. Oh, did you? Yeah, but I'm oh, not you ordered tell you one. Okay, because we, we were like, you don't have to, like, buy a costume, just yeah. wear something that you have. Like, well, make a I, costume out of anything. I like, actually, okay, I should preface it. I bought something on Amazon, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, that would make a great costume. Oh, okay. It's really, it's so super corny it. and That's stupid fine. and cheesy, okay, but so you'll when like we were it. kids, our parents were not the kind of parents that would buy us Halloween costumes, so we kind of had to either borrow one from a friend yeah. or, like, make one ourselves and stuff. Do you remember when I made my Statue of Liberty costume? She did. She made a Statue Dude, of Liberty costume. Dude, that was legit. That was pretty cool. I used, like, my parents had these, like, green bed sheets that they were getting rid of, and I, like, formed it and, like, sewed it into, like, her thing, and then I made my headdress, Little. and I, like, carried around a book, Aww. and I made a torch. It was legit that's really cool that was the best costume that's I've better ever than made. when i had to make a halloween costume and i just took an old white sheet and cut holes in that's it great. and i was the holy ghost y'all <laughs> uh, because that's all i could think that of at the so moment great. um but there was one year where i went over to a friend's to go trick-or-treating because she lived in like a nice neighborhood yeah. that had like you the know, big the good candy, the candy, bars. candy bars which by the way when i became an adult when i used to live in a place because right now we don't live in a place where anyone comes and trick-or-treats but when i used to live in a place like that i yep. bought the full-size candy As bars you should. because even though like we didn't i didn't live in a rich neighborhood i wasn't i'm not no. a rich person I remember how excited it was like when you would go to a house and get a full size candy bar. And so I wanted to be that yeah. person. And seeing the look on the kid's face is totally worth the money that you also, spend. Also, you're like, the reason you love Halloween so much is because you're a candy aholic. Oh, I'm a candy aholic, so. as you all know. But like, but if I you, appreciate that if you're you buy them back. in like bulk from like Costco and it's stuff, it's really bad, not yeah. that expensive to get the full size candy bars. Yeah. But, anyways, um, I'm, that's one sad thing. I do miss getting trick or treaters. But, uh, one year when we went to my friend's house, when I went to my friend's house, I didn't have a costume, and so I go, I wore like an old bathrobe. I put curlers in my hair. Yeah. I put like a green face mask on and I, and a pair of slippers. And I think I called myself like a stay at home parent or so something. So my my costume is going to be somewhat similar. Similar to that, to that. But not the same. So I just similar. said like you know take something out of what you have and yeah. and wear a costume, and then we're all going to go to my parents' house and we're going to um, watch Harry Potter mm-hmm. and eat dinner. Yeah. And so because I was just like it's Amelia's first Halloween. And I know she won't remember it, but I yeah. will remember I it. My, and I only get one first Halloween with her. I you think know mom I mean? was saying that she's going to get a pinata so that we can have candy. <gasps> oh, yay. <laughs> but now we're getting on the into the episode, <laughs> which is um, they're preparing for the Christmas pageant. Oh, yes. Um, so we're at Patty's dance Patty's, studio. Yes. 
And I love that uh, Rory is looking for baby Jesus's arm, which, yeah. spoiler alert, the dog has it. This is <laughs> the jankiest baby Jesus doll. <laughs> but okay, you know y'all, what? We grew up in, in church. Like, we went to church, and we so we did all the Christmas stuff every year, and... You know, every year, like, there was, like, a different Baby Jesus doll, I yeah. feel like. But this is the this jankiest... Baby Je- this Baby Jesus doll kind of looks demonic. It, it okay, looks like it, one of those, like, dolls that they oh would use gosh, in a scary movie. The Toy Story doll. It looks like the Toy Story doll. Oh, my the gosh, that digs one. itself out of the sand. Yeah. Yeah, that's Because it's, scary. like, made out of all different, like... Pieces? Pieces. <laughs> You're right, it does. It's made out of different pieces. Yeah. Um, it's so creepy looking. Anyway, so Taylor gets mad about the fact they can't find the arm. Um, and Lorelai and Rory aren't really speaking right now. Yeah, like, it's because, obvious that they're like still because not... of narcolepsy boy, right? Uh, which is Dean. <laughs> that's the best. That's such a good. That name. That's like Dad would call it of our friends. Yep. But when he when she said that, I was laughing so hard. I was like, that is exactly what Dad would call. Yeah. It of our so friends. super quick, quick recap at Rory's dance in the last episode. Her and Dean both accidentally fell asleep at Miss Patty's oh, yeah, studio yeah. and then woke up in the morning and um, Lorelai couldn't find them and her mom was there and kind of nailed her for it. Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of not on speaking terms right now because neither of them handled it very well. Yeah. Um, and so, and she's calling Dean narcolepsy boy cause they both fell asleep. So great. So, which is kind of funny. And at the end of this scene right before, um, so they are leaving Miss Patty's because they've got everything ready for the play or the Christmas pageant thing. And, uh, Lorelai says, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh-huh. In like a very like, just that voice that you're like because like I love I do love Christmas I don't love it like as much as most people do I I really do like it but I'm not like I like decorating and Mm -hmm. I like getting together and I like all the traditions but I do like she said that and I was like as an adult I feel this in my soul because it's like Christmas is supposed to be this time of like happiness and joy and family and togetherness Mm -hmm. and all you hear about Christmas all the time is like families are fighting and things are crazy yeah like, the holidays just bring out the worst in people and i just like laughed because i was like i've never felt this line so much although <laughs> like, you know i don't feel like we we don't have a lot of don't. like no, bad christmases or no. anything like that i Our you know what's funny really is i feel crazy. like i went through a phase where like you know i really liked christmas when i was a kid and yeah. then i kind of like was like whatever about christmas right. for a while and then as i became an adult and like I started having money, like, to buy the yeah. presents. Christmas got really great again. Yeah. Um, I also just made a decision a couple of years ago to just, like, go in, get in, like, go hard. Get into it. Like, exactly. Like, just enjoy Me it. Me too. Like, yeah. I, part of myself was like, well, just let yourself enjoy just something enjoy good. Yeah. And so I almost go over the top and I realize how much more I love it now. Yeah. It's kind of like decorating my porch for fall. It's yeah. like, you just kind of, like... You have to look for the just little joys it. in life, you know? Yeah, I just t- I just told myself at one point, I was like, just embrace it. So I like I love Christmas music. I love like decorating. I go back and forth with Christmas music. Well, like yeah. I, I I'm not the kind I'm not the kind that can listen to it all year round. No, no, no. I used to work only but, during Christmas. Yeah. When I was really young, I yeah. used to be um a hostess. We both did, yeah. Yeah, and um before I ever became a waiter, and I remember I got so sick of Christmas music because when we were slow, like all you had to do was stand at the desk yeah. and listen to Christmas music. Well, and, and they you just played it to the day yourself. after yes, Halloween day. Oh, yeah. through like January forever, yeah, thirty whatever. And I was like, so it kind of ruined it for me yeah. for a while. But I like it again. But now. I like listening to it. I won't listen to it before December first. I will not. I refuse. Mm-hmm. I will get my tree usually like right after Thanksgiving, but I won't start listening to Christmas music until December. And then once Christmas is over, I'm done. I don't know if I have a date when I start listening to it or not, but I I know 
I started, I, I hated Christmas music for a long time because right, of that job. Right. And then actually last year was the first year I started liking yeah. Christmas, music again, Christmas music again. And I noticed that I liked listening to it on the way to work in right. the morning. Like it kind of would cheer me up for yeah, the day, yeah. especially when I was really tired, you know, and I just driving in the dark and stuff. I won't listen to it before I start decorating my Christmas tree. And yeah. since that's usually not till after Thanksgiving, because I like to give each season its time. Yeah. Then I will listen to it. Yeah, I am. Um, Especially because it doesn't snow here or anything, so you don't really get the mood of Christmas yeah. here as much as you do maybe in other places. Mm-hmm. So I like walking around downtown at Christmas time I do when too. all the lights when are it's up decorated and, stuff. and oh. they're playing the Christmas music and you have hot chocolate that. and you're oh. with friends. Oh, I can love we do the vibe. We can it's definitely COVID. do that. Okay. Um, I love hot chocolate and I, I love Christmas music. I do love that vibe. And so in the next scene. Rory and Leanne are together, and Rory's talking about the Christmas presents she's gotten for everyone. Which I love. Okay, so she gets... What does she get? A mooing cow timer for, for Suki. Suki. Cardio salsa tapes for Michelle. Uh, a and book a book for, for Dean. Dean, which is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. <laughs> um, and, you know, L- Lane po- points out a really good thing. Like, you need to think about the so, okay. meaning of your gift. So I wanted to ask you about this, because yeah. I feel like... For those of you who don't know, which I don't know why you would, so that's dumb to preface. Morgan is the I am the Christmas queen. You are. You are the well. You are the Christmas gift giver queen. I Morgan was just is the gonna ultimate, talk about this. She's the ultimate gift giver. I okay. I suck at gift giving. I'm literally the worst at it. I, I don't want to. It's because I'm like such a perfectionist that I feel like nothing is ever good enough, and so I get really anxious and in my head about it. Whereas Morgan, like always, you remember things that people say they want or need, like just off the cuff randomly and she gives the best gifts and it's like I so great but this. it's also infuriating because <laughs> I'm like I never feel good like I never feel like I give her a good enough gift and I'm like oh she's gonna give me the no. perfect gift okay. and I can never get and it. I feel like it okay that's the thing is like I never want my gift giving to ever make anyone feel bad because to me giving gift people gifts is the best part of Christmas yeah. like even when I was a kid yeah okay, she so, was so oh my so, gosh <laughs> okay so I make so what I do nowadays is I actually make a list throughout the whole year yeah. of ideas and then like which is what I should do so when, and, when, and I start my I usually start my Christmas shopping really early like normally at this point I'd almost be done yeah but I haven't because I've been so busy yeah. with work and the baby and stuff um, and so I make a list throughout like almost throughout the whole year and every once in a while there's still certain people that are, Rochelle has actually always been one of the hardest people to get a Christmas present for. Um, Which I think is funny because I feel like I would kind of be yeah. easy. And I mean, but then I like, I try and, so Lane makes a really good point about how like, you need to think about what your gift means right. and like what you think that they would want, you right. know what I mean? And so on and so forth. And so. You have to get a gift based on what it says to the person to the and person. not to you. Yeah. yeah. And so I try and think of when I was, so I always liked giving Christmas presents. It's been my favorite part of Christmas. I like, I'd rather give Christmas presents than get Christmas presents because I love it. Like, yeah. I love it so much. I love everything about it. I love wrapping presents. I love watching people open presents. I like, I just, like, like, I want to get together for Christmas and I'll buy, like, four presents for each person just so everybody can, like, have lots of presents yeah. open because it makes me so happy. You and also get so the, excited. She gets the good wrapping paper and stuff. Oh, I get, like, like, I spend, like, ridiculous. I go to, like, Crate and Barrel and, and get wrapping And she gets, like, paper. five different ones so that none of them have none the same pattern. None of them pattern. match. Everyone yeah. gets different colored wrapping paper And she, paper like, gets the presents. good bows and, like, makes sure they're, like, I, wrap, a, I love it. I'm telling I love you guys. So it's, like, it's my favorite. She's so good at it and it's so infuriating. But in a good way. I'm infuriated in a good way because I, I just feel like I literally am just like I don't I can't I I suck I that's, that's fine that's fine <laughs> I um you don't suck 
I so when I was a kid, I would want to give Christmas presents, but like when we were little little kids, yeah, like you know, I was six in this particular story. We didn't get like allowances from our parents, so right. we didn't have money, like no. in any way whatsoever. We never, almost ever, had money when we were really little. Yeah, um, and I always wanted to give people Christmas yeah, presents. So cute. and so, how I would do it when I was a kid <laughs> is like throughout the few months before Christmas, I would pay attention to the things that like my brother or sister. Uh, brother and sister would say that of mine that they liked or they would try to borrow a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and then I would remember and I would give them those things for Christmas. She would like wrap it and give it to us for yes. Christmas. It was so, and, I'm trying uh, to remember what you gave I, me. I remember specifically what I gave Brent because okay. they made fun of me for this for years. They still do to this day. When I was six years old, I had like one of those big... Um, Erasers. Oh, I remember. I had a big eraser, and Brent always liked to borrow it for the little. He would make little drawings, and he would like write down stories all the time. And so he would borrow my big eraser all the time. And so for Christmas, I wrapped up the used eraser that he liked to borrow, and I gave it to him for Christmas. And I was so happy because I knew that he liked to borrow it and liked to use it. And I got so much flack. I got made fun of for years, guys. I was six years old. I didn't have any money to buy was, anything. In, in retrospect, it was, it was from the heart. It was very sweet. She would always wrap things and give them to us, and I it was really cute. And I, I'd like find little boxes that I'd like that like around the house yeah. to like put them in and wrap like them in shoe boxes and stuff. So and, from yeah. like from a very young age, I've enjoyed giving people Christmas presents. So that is what I look forward to the most you're also just really good at it though like that's the hard thing is like i love giving not people always gifts, though some people but sometimes you, there's some years where i'm like spot on i know yeah, exactly what, and always, other times you've like, never eh. given me a gift that i've been like i won't use this or need it yeah. or want it and like i'm just so i'm so in my head about it i'm so like will they use it will they want it will they need it like i just i want to give people gifts yeah but and then know, I, i'm but kind of like stressful you well, know yeah i'm kind of like emily i'm like 12 dollars isn't enough like yeah. i feel like i have to either go big or go home and then i'm like i don't know what to i just get really in my head it's yeah it's hard anxiety you know i feel like brent was always really easy to shop for presents but now that he like doesn't he's like kind of doesn't have a place to live right yeah. now yeah it's harder because, like, I can't get him stuff for his room. Right. Because it's just somewhere he's going to have to store it right. until he finds a place to move into. Yeah. And so he's gotten a little bit more difficult in the recent years since he went to college. Yeah. Uh, whereas he used to be so easy. Because it yeah. was, like, he's into a lot of things. Right. He's into right. very specific things. Yeah. And people who are into very specific, like, shows. or You can always get them something like that they'll like. Like, yeah. for me, it's cats. I love cats. Like, you can get me anything. You can get my baby a onesie with a cat on it. And 100% you know I'm going to like right. it. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, like, things like that. Like, there's always, like, certain things. Whereas, I feel like Rochelle, she, like, she likes, like, she likes podcasts. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But, like, that's not, like, Do something I? you can, like, <laughs> what? That's not something What's you can, like, tangibly give somebody as a gift. You know what I mean? And so, it's, You've like. You've given me the gift of this podcast. Okay. You're exempt from giving me Christmas Thank you. gifts. No, year. that's never going to happen. Um, but, so, there's, like, there's certain times, also, where it's, like, it's harder to get certain people presents. Yeah. Whereas, like, certain years, you know exactly, like, like. When you first moved into your first went your first place, yeah. it was so awesome getting yeah. your presents because you always needed stuff for your house. So right. it was like, oh, I can get her something really cute for her kitchen, right, or, and right. she'll always need it, and she'll always like it. You know. Yeah. So there's different times in people's lives that it's easier and harder to give them presents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rudy is so hard to get presents for. Really? Rudy, oh yeah, because Rudy's the kind of guy that if he wants something, he always gets he it. He just buys like, it. Like he'll yeah. buy it. Like yeah. he, you know what I mean? Like there's very rarely anything that he desperately wants that he doesn't right. already have, right. unless it's like a zillion dollars. Like yeah. I love this and car. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to buy you a car. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, um, but like, 
He'd and probably before, just still buy it. Well, before it would be like I could buy him like tickets to a place or a trip right. somewhere. But right that. now you yeah. can't do that. And so for him it's been – like for his birthday, his birthday was recently. Um, I was having such a hard time trying to figure out what to get him yeah. because I was like we can't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's normally what I would give him as a present would right. be t- like um, like tickets go to somewhere. a – Go somewhere. Like for instance, for Christmas last year I got us tickets to go see Ali Wong yeah. in San Francisco who's a comedian and he actually first showed her to me. Right. And, you know, we really liked her and stuff and that was really fun. Uh, but but for his birthday I was like I don't know what to get him. So I ended up getting him um, – I found, like, a website that, like, you can, like, make books, like, with characters in yeah. them. And so I made him a book with, like, him and our daughter it's about really how, cute. like, you know, whatever. And so I, like, did that. And that was fun. Um, but it's just hard. He's yeah. very difficult. So you know? do you agree with Lane that it's really, like, based on the person and not, like, what you okay think that they... It, I wanted to speak on this because I okay. think it goes both ways. I think if you know the person really well, mm-hmm. yes, it's based on the person. I think if you're trying to get a book... A book. If you're trying to get a um, a gift for somebody that maybe you don't know super well, right? You think about like what you guys have in common, and you right. get them something that you know you would like. Yeah, and that's usually the the safe bet if you if it's somebody that you don't know very well. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why people tend to give people sometimes generic things. But yeah. to be honest, like I don't mind certain things that are generic. Like, right. When somebody gets me a really nice scented candle, oh, it's the like, best. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. You know, I'll always use it. And Please stuff. give me candles, exactly, yeah. or books. Like, I love a good yeah. book. Like, if it's a book I've never read, mm-hmm. or if it's like a classic book, yeah, that's a beautifully like, bound. In the like, pa- yes. I know in the past, like in particular for Rochelle, if there's been a Christmas where it's been hard to think of what to get her, like I'll usually get her like a sweater yeah. or something, like something that like a sweater, a sweater that I like. You know, because, like... Well, we have pretty similar tastes in, like, a yeah. lot of stuff like that. I mean, that, clothes like fit. The clothes look way better on Rochelle You said me. this last episode. It's, I don't... It's not true. But but we have, like, similar taste in clothes. Yeah. Except that, like, I like the clothes that she wears, but I wouldn't wear them because they won't... Like, I won't like them on me. But right. I, I know what she likes because I like it, too, right. in general. And so, like, usually I'll, like... I'll be like, I like this sweater. Rochelle... Like, even though I know you really well. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I... If you were somebody I didn't know or, like, let's say I was trying to get something for my coworker right. or something. Right. Like, like, I know that, like, she likes nice smelling things. Right. I'm going to get her, like, some... Like, a scented something for her locker at right. work. You right. know what I mean? Just something kind of generic, but you know you would like it. Yeah. I, I think it goes both ways. Okay. I do understand Lane's point here. Yeah. That, like, what if he gets her something really romantic and sweet and she, like, just got him, like, a, a book, book that well, he also, might like, not like? It's, like, it's metamorphosis. Like, it is not... It, she's not getting him, like, Lord of the Rings or, yeah. like, the Harry Potter series or, like, something, like, kind of classic and fun that, like, most, like, Well, because I think it's funny like. because she gets something for Suki that Suki would definitely like yeah. and use. She gets something for Michelle, Michelle that's yeah. very specific to him. And then her own boyfriend, right. she kind of gets him something that she wants she, him yeah. to, like, to push on to him. Exactly. Like, she's always having him read books. It's like, no, okay, that's once not, again, yeah. a really good example of how Rory doesn't get into Dean's mm-hmm. life. Like, Dean is so invested on reading, like, being right. in her life and being interested in the things she's interested in. But then, like, she doesn't really put any effort to be interested in what right. he loves. And don't get me know? wrong. It's one thing if she got him this book and something else that yeah. he liked. But to be like, here's this book that I think you should read that, I, that like, he he's never going to like Metamorphosis. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. it's just not a book that a teenage boy is going to be into. Yeah. And so I just... Yeah, I but I wanted to ask you because as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, Morgan is the gift-giving queen. Like, I need to know what she thinks about You know, this. this reminds me of one time, one year for uh, for Christmas, me and, like, some of my friends from nursing school, I had, like, a little group of friends in nursing school. We did a Harry Potter-themed <gasps> party. Yes. Um, like, little Christmas party during our Christmas, like, break. Yeah. And um, 
my like kind of group of friends is consisted of three other girls and one guy because there wasn't very many guys in our right. nursing program, obviously. And the three girls and and me were all like huge Harry Potter fans. Yeah, like, read all the books, loved you know loved it. So we had a Harry Potter themed party. He like maybe saw the movies, you know, but he would like join in with <laughs> right. us just because we were his friends right. and he was a good friend and so on and so forth. And so, um, I brought like I of course had to get them Christmas presents. Of course, and so. I knew exactly what to get the girls because, like, I knew that they liked Harry Potter and we were having a Harry Potter-themed party. But for him, it was more difficult because I'm like, I'm not going to get him anything specialized to Harry Potter because he's going to be like, what the heck? So for the girls, I got, um, like, I found these um, flasks on Etsy that were, like, um, Marauder's Maps Uh themed. Um, And then I got them... I don't know, but they were really nice. Like, and, And I, like, wrapped them and stuff and brought them to the party. And then for him... I actually got him the first Harry Potter book. That's so smart. But then I went through and I highlighted all my favorite quotes in the first book. And then, like, wrote a little, like, like thing in the front. Like, hope that you can become as good of a fan as we are, you know. And that's what I gave him. And so it was a book, yes. But it had something to do with, like, where we were and stuff. So I do, like, understand where she's coming from. It's like, when you you care about a person, like, when you care about your friend or your... Or anybody, you, you want them to... You want to show them the things that you love. Totally. You know what I mean? Because you want them to be able to have that same joy that you do. Like, you know, when I when I first met Rudy, I like I wanted to show him like all these things that I love yeah. because like they bring me joy and right. I want him to have joy you too. You want to share that with Yeah, and you yeah. do that with your friends, you do that with your coworkers. Yeah. I do it with my coworkers all the time. Totally. You know what I mean? It's the same reason why I love posting photos of my baby, not only because I love her, but because she brings me joy and I want other people that I love to experience yeah. the same joy that I am. And you know I think I mean? that's fine. Again, I just think it also it's But you like, need to think for a second, you right, know. Right, because like the first Harry Potter book is is vastly different. It's from, a fun book. Then. Yeah, it's like yeah. that would be like it would be like if you it would be like giving your like boyfriend like Anna Karenina or something. <laughs> like you just yeah. you, like you start a little softer. Yeah. Like maybe Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, that's still a stretch. Little, right, like just start start small. You a know? Russian football. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A Czechoslovakian football. Is that what it was? I don't remember. Um, I just um, think Czechoslovakian because I think of um Roswell. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um anyways. Anyway, so she gives some pretty good advice to Rory. Um, and then we move to the inn mm-hmm. where Christmas season is bound, abounding. Michelle is decor is directing the decorating of the tree in the same mood as he always is in. Yes, um, I feel like he is you on steroids when he's directing because you actually like actively participate in the decorating of the tree, oh, but yeah. you're very specific about like that goes there and that mm-hmm. goes there. Um, and so Emily calls. I get like a billion strings of lights. You do. You get a lot of lights. I like love decorating the Christmas tree. Twice as many at least is that's, recommended. I think that's my favorite part. Of, okay. My favorite part of Christmas. I, I love our family getting together and having dinner. I love and like opening presents. I love that. But if I had to say my favorite part of Christmas is going out with you. Oh, yeah. Every year for the past like what? Like four or five years. It's been a while. Years, which I'm going to have to go with you this year because my apartment's way too small to have a tree. So I'll have to come This will be the here. fifth year, I think. I think so. year that we've done it. So every year Morgan and I and whoever our significant other is at the time. Actually, no. It'll be the sixth year. This will be the sixth year. Yeah. We always go and get our trees together. Mm-hmm. And um, and I my favorite part of Christmas is going out and getting a tree with you and then coming back. And I love like making like 
hot chocolate yes. with like with like Baileys and stuff and then decorate like putting on Christmas music and decorating the tree. Yes, I love decorating That's the, the house. Like I love I love having the tree yes. in the house. Like I feel it like it smells just, good. It adds so much. The cats love to attack yes. it. You know, oh my gosh. Like the whole spirit of it. I, the cats so, like to sleep under it. This year I probably sadly will not be getting a tree because I don't have a lot of room, but I will definitely oh. be attending. Get me a tree. I might. There's just there's not a okay, lot of even room. when I lived in a really tiny apartment, I always got a tiny little tiny I guess you can put tree. it on my like Christmas or on my on my Christmas table. <laughs> on my kitchen oh, table. table. I could I maybe we'll see. I don't know. I I definitely have all my like decorations, so I'll still decorate my place, but I might not get like a tree tree. You I can might... put it right next to your TV on the ground, like a t- super tiny maybe one. Maybe a tiny one. They have like little small ones. I want like a really I want like a really skinny tall one, which sounds really weird, but I like think it'd be really. I mean, cute. I know they sell fake ones like that, but yeah, I am a, I'm not gonna I like lie, the real guys. Ones. I'm a like I'm a firm. Believer in real you know Christmas trees. You know what I could trees. do is I could get a Christmas tree for the hallway out front. That's actually what I was just about that to say. Would, really would they let cute. you? You don't think yeah, they care, it's right? Yeah, just me and my neighbor, and she okay. she would probably be totally That'd cool. That'd be really with it. cute. That would be really um, fun. Okay, but, it's a thought. And, and I love the, the mini trees. <laughs> I actually really like the mini trees. I do too. Sometimes I get a big tree and I wish I could get a mini they're tree really as well. Cute. Because I used to only get mini trees because yeah. I lived in a tiny place and I loved the mini trees. Except there's not enough room for ornaments and stuff, but it's fine. Well, you could buy mini ornaments. That's true. Anyways, so. Emily calls Lorelai at the inn to talk about their Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai's like, well, I don't think I'll get off early enough to come to the cocktail portion, but I'll, but we'll be there for dinner. The party. And Emily... Emily's still mad at her. She, and she infuriates me here. She's like, well, maybe you shouldn't come. Just have Rory come. Like, if you can't make cocktails and you can't get off work early for it and it's not important enough to you, then don't bother coming. Yeah. And I'm like, Emily, dude, like, no, it's Christmas, like... She can't, she's saying she can't get off her job early. Like, are you going to yeah. punish your daughter because she's trying to work? And also, it's the holiday season. Everyone's work is more busy. Yeah, I mean, not everyone. That's Especially not true. Especially, like, an inn in where any, like, people yeah, are coming to people stay. People are coming to stay. Like, inns, restaurants. Y'all, when holiday season comes around, I know that this year is probably going to be a lot different because yeah. of COVID. But in future years, please be extra cognizant of, like... Yeah. Your people who work in customer service. Yes. Because be they nice. are already being berated constantly. Any form of customer service. And they service. have to work like, longer hours yeah, because of, like, they have Black to, Friday. Right, so you get and, to go home and be with your family with your Christmas yeah. gifts. And they get to work and sell you the stuff. And, yeah, take And then also, like, work in restaurants. I remember right. it was, like, so long of hours at work. And it was yeah. always, like, I remember, like, working on Christmas Eve. And then, like, people would come in and you would give them really great service. And then they wouldn't tip well. And then it was just, like, why am I even here? Right. Like, like I'm away from my family to be at a job where people aren't even appreciated. Yeah, me. You know like what I mean? Crap, and that's, yeah. that always feels crappy. So just be extra kind. Yeah. But like Emily is just so ridiculous here and it just yeah. infuriates me because I'm like, and it's stressful too. Yeah. You know, also another thing is, is like when people would come in without a reservation, like, I get that sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're just out and you're yeah. like, and it'd be fine if people walked in and they were like, hey, is there any chance you have a spot? Right. Sorry, we're so totally booked. Totally fine. Thank you no so much. Yeah. Have a good day. But it's like, people get so angry. It's like, okay, you live in America. You should know. Yeah. Or, or like, you, you're a human being. Right. Like, we're always booked. Everywhere is yeah. always booked during the holidays. It's like, the holiday make, exactly. <laughs> make a reservation. Like, do not be upset when you come on a right. Friday night yeah. and you can't get a table. Like, at Christmas time. At like, Christmas time. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's just common sense anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I don't people, know. yeah, common but sense. But, anyways. Not common. Um, but I, so, okay, so Lorelai says, like, you made me come to Christmas dinner even when I had the German measles. Yeah. 
what are the I don't know if there's a difference between the measles and the German measles. Uh, that's what measles, I was wondering. I was, I was like, I have to ask I actually, you because you know, you're a nurse. I have to be honest. I don't, I don't really know because measles. Are they the same? I was about to say measles don't really happen anymore, but because it had been largely eradicated until recent, right? Recent things happened. Um, let me look up German measles because now I need to know. I, I was just curious. Like another name for a different, um, like a different uh, virus or something. German meal ideas. <laughs> What am I doing? Measles. Measles. There it is. Okay. I feel like I looked this up before and it was some, another illness. Oh, it's rubella. Oh, you know what? That's right. Cause I think, I think I actually remember watching this. Like the polka, it matches the polka dots on her dress or something. But I remember watching this like a long time ago and hearing her say the German measles. I'm like, what are the German measles? Right. And looking it up and it's just another name for rubella. Okay. Okay. So anyways, I just said that Emily's behavior here is unacceptable. Like, I just, I'm, I don't, like, I get that you're mad, but it's Christmas time. This is your daughter. You're basically like, just send your, just, and she's like, just send Rory. And I'm like, okay, you're mad at Lorelai for something Rory did. So you tell Lorelai not to come and only to send Rory. Oh man. Like, it's. That'd be like, if my mom was like. Yeah, just literally. Said Amelia, just said Amelia. I'd be like, okay, no. Yeah, like I'm sorry. If you don't want to see me, then, then you don't you get don't... to like have the privilege of like no. only spending time with my daughter. Yeah. Like, what in the world? That, like, that's so, so messed up. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to like rob Amelia of her granddaughter. No, but, but still, it's like that's so inconsiderate. Like, oh, we want to see your your daughter, but not you. And like, also, just again, it's like she didn't say that she didn't want to come. She just said, I can't. I can't. I can't get off work early. Yeah. Can I skip? I wouldn't say the most unimportant part of the meal because cocktails are very important, but yeah. like the least important part yeah. of the meal, you of know? the togetherness. And right. you know what's funny too is Emily. It totally this does show you how Emily is kind of out of touch with some parts of reality when right. it comes to like other people who have to work regular jobs. Yes, she's like, can't you just work earlier? Yeah, it's get like, off late. Uh, get off. Sorry, early. I don't have complete control also, over my job. Also, when Rory ends up showing, okay, Rory can't have cocktails because yeah. she's sixteen. And when Rory ends up showing up, she shows up when they're already almost done with cocktail hour anyways. anyway. So I'm like, why didn't you just, like, like wh- why does it matter? It just uh, makes me so angry. So anyways, they get off the phone and Lorelai goes, is at the house. Which also, again, I'm like, she's obviously off work, so she could have just gone. I don't know why yeah. she's, because she's at the house now. And R- Rory hasn't left yet for her grandparents. And she's, like, finishing wrapping the gift. I'm like why couldn't you just go yeah like, you're not gonna know. be there in time i think but... that maybe she was being petty and that's why maybe. she said she couldn't make it but so she's she really wants the apple tarts that her um which i'm gonna add to our cookbook when, whenever i get around to okay, coming up with a gilmore girls apple cookbook. anything because apple everything always has cinnamon okay in it, well and I'm, I'm saying i'm gonna make a gilmore girls inspired cookbook or something oh, we've I talked see. about this and I will see about making a cinnamon-free you're gonna, version. You're just going to lace it with things that filled with cinnamon. Well, I could do, like, nutmeg and other it's things probably that good. I need to lose the baby weight well, anyway. You know? But maybe I, – I just said, like, another one for our cookbook. Yeah. Um, but Rory calls her out and says, like, you're acting immature. And Lorelai says, I'm not acting. And I was uh, like, well, at least she's self-aware. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyways – Oh, and, and you know she says, a grudge is, burns more calories, and I just laughed because, so hard. And you know what's funny is Rory totally calls it, because Rory says, like, she's gonna, she still wants you there. Yeah. Because like, Lorelai, rightfully so, says, she doesn't want me there. Right. And, and and Rory's like, I bet she didn't mean it, and she does actually yeah. want you there. And the funny thing is, she totally calls it, because she walks in, and the first thing Emily says is, where's your mother? She's like, she's oh, not coming. Yeah, I didn't and even she catch was like, that. She was like... Why not? Like, you know what I mean? Because she still expected her to come. Right. You know what I mean? And I get that, you know. 
when you t- like when you almost like when you tell somebody not to come but you kind of actually want yeah. them to come sort of a thing. Also, does Emily's outfit here remind you of anything? It does. Okay, I'm going to say what it reminds me oh. of and I don't know why because it's not like that at all. So she's wearing this like red long sleeve button up cardigan with like a, a feathery black it's, collar. Yeah, it's like a it's almost like a turtleneck black shirt underneath it, but the collar is like thick. Okay, so it reminds me of the outfits from Mean Girls where they do the the, the Santa, Santa dance because of the like the, the like furry collar so and funny. sleeves. I don't know why. Except it's like black and but it's, white. Yeah, and obviously not super revealing like those ones are, but that's what it reminded me of that's and I don't hilarious. know why. Um so Rory is comes to the dinner and she's trying to apologize to Emily for what happened, like for the yeah. whole thing that happened last and episode. Like, this is not the place. Yeah. And again, yeah. I'm like, Emily, like, I know that you are miss like Miss Manners, Miss Proper. She's all about whatever. the way that she looks with other It's people all about presenting the same, to the, the world. The same thing happened at Rory's birthday party. Yeah. She's like, this is not the place. Because she doesn't want to talk about it in front of other like right. guests. But they're it's not, all about like, image. They're yeah. in the foyer or yeah. whatever. Like they're not in the, the party foyer. yet. The foyer. Um where the panic room will eventually live. Um, <laughs> sorry. This is the best episode. I can't wait until we get to that. Um, but I just find it ridiculous that she won't just accept Rory's apology. Yeah. Like, this is your granddaughter. Like, just accept her apology. Exactly. I feel like grandparents are supposed to be more forgiving. Isn't yeah. Isn't part of the point? Um, so anyways, Lorelai realizes she needs some food. Oh, this uh, is... Oh, wait. This cracks you up. This, okay. Yeah. So the salad in a bag... So Lorelai's sitting at the... She's, like, waiting for her pizza because her pizza's taking forever to get there. Apparently because there's a problem with her Razor Scooter. The Razor sco- Scooter he got to borrow from his brother. This reminded me of Scooter Wars. We used to yes. play Scooter Wars as kids. Um, but, okay, Lorelai dumps a, like, ranch into a... Like, she opens a salad, like a bag of lettuce, pours ranch in, and I started laughing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I used to do that? Everyone's done that, So, right? like, in high school, my friend Shelby would... She, like, popularized bringing salad in a big Ziploc bag, and then you, like, dump the dressing in and then, like, shake it up. Yeah. And that's, like, my favorite way to eat salad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just out of easy, a bag. Like, I think everyone did that, like, in, in high school. Like, when you were, like, running out the door and you needed yeah. something to eat, you just grab a bag of lettuce and some dressing. Some dressing. And you're like, well, something to eat, I guess. That's, like, my favorite. Eating salad in a bag is my favorite mm-hmm. way to eat it. Um, so then Lorelai catches Dean tapping on Rory's window. Uh-huh. Um, and surprises him. And he essentially apologizes and explains that nothing happened. Well, because they haven't spoken for four days. Yeah. So earlier in the episode, Rory says, like, I told him not to call. We haven't spoken for four days. Of course, he still tried to call. So he shows up at her window. Yeah. And he does. He explains. To, he apologizes to Lorelai, yeah. which I love. He tells the truth. He explains, like, nothing happens. And, you know, he's like, I don't want you to hate me. And Dean's like, I'm not going to hurt her, I promise. And Lorelai, obviously, like, projecting is like, I was 16 when I had her. She's 16. Like, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want this to happen. Like, she's going to go to Harvard. And Dean's like, I don't want to stand in the way of that. Like, yeah. I want her to have all the things that she wants. Like, I'm not going to be the thing that keeps her from going to Harvard. Yeah. Um, and I do love that Lorelai's like, I don't hate you. But I did imagine, like, 20-something ways to take your head off, basically. Oh, gosh. <laughs> With, like, the dull hedge clippers. Yes. <laughs> that was the winner. Um, so I think Lorelai gives up on her pizza. Wait, if you had to decapitate somebody, what would be your method oh, of revenge? Guillotine. Guillotine? That's your method of revenge? Well, 
Like, okay, like you want it to be as slow as painful as possible. If you time to, like, think of something, well, yeah, but, like, you'd, like, if you do a guillotine, you do, like, a slow walk up to the guillotine. <gasps> That's good, Like, yeah. make them feel the nerves. Yeah. Realistically, like, I would never kill anyone. Well, like, yeah, of course. Unless it was in self-defense. Yeah, um, I would do, like, a... But, like, if I was a horrible human being, like, yeah. maybe that. Like, I mean, I'm, if I had to think of something more interesting, like, I would probably do, like, the nearly headless Nick with the dull ass. Yes! Thing, I was right? thinking that, but I like a, like a handsaw. Oh, my God! <laughs> like a really dull handsaw. Here I am with, like, calm and guillotine. Rochelle's like, what? Slowly saw your head off. Like, y'all. Listen, it needs to be this slow This is your and warning now, okay? I like this kind of... No, I'm kidding. I... I just it's gotta be slow and painful it's revenge no, like, right. I guess I get that anyways um, not to be morbid but to be morbid so Lorelai goes to Luke's diner to get of her course. food be- I don't know what happened to the pizza if she just cancelled it or... uh, I think maybe she gave up she was too hungry yeah she can always cold pizza that's later. true she loves cold pizza um Anyways, and then it flashes back to Emily's dinner party. Well, well, before that, so Luke is like, you know, where's Rory? Oh yeah, she or tells she him she tells situation. him like she's forbid, like he's like, I hope you've forbidden her from seeing the bag boy. And Lorelai's like, I'm not gonna like, I'm not forbidding her. And Luke is like, Why? He's trouble. And she's like, I was the one telling you he was trouble, and you were telling me that there's nothing to be worried about. And I love that Luke is acting like her like father figure here it's really sweet mm-hmm. um and she's like he's like she's talking Lorelai's talking about Dean and she's like he's not trouble he's 6'2 and beautiful and completely in love with my daughter mm-hmm. and I was like that's really cute um and but I just love how Luke acts here like he's like I'll get you a burger she's like wait can I see a menu and he's <laughs> like you eat here every single day you always get a burger like the menu hasn't changed and I love that you know she's like you don't have anything festive on the menu and he's like <laughs> He's like, don't turn into no, Taylor. Yeah. And so he ends up getting her a burger and he's turned it into a Santa mm-hmm. for her. And I'm just, again, I just love Luke so much. So, yeah. so much. He listens to Lorelai. He like does think little things for Lorelai. It's just very sweet. He cares about her and her daughter. Yeah. It's really, really cute. Um, anyway, so then Lorelai gets a phone call um, from. Her mom. Yeah, because Richard had started acting weird at dinner. Mm Because, like, we're at the dinner, and he's like, it's really hot in here. And he, like, goes to adjust the thermostat. And then we flash back to Luke's, and Lorelai gets a call. Well, a voicemail, essentially, from her mom saying that her father has collapsed and he's in the hospital. Right. And Lorelai, like... Panics. Completely loses. Which, of course, like, I would, too. Like, if somebody called me and left a voice message... Like that, I would freak out. Like, is out. he dead? Is right. He, you know what I mean? What is going on? And again, on? we see how much Luke cares about her here. He literally is like, okay, everybody, food's on me. Get out. Taylor, get yourself hot chocolate and lock up. Like, yeah. Lorelai, I'm going to drive you. You know? Like, yeah. it's very, very sweet. And so he's driving her to the hospital. And I love this part. On the car right over, she's, like, defending her dad. Yeah. And you know what she says here? Uh, I was going to say this to Rochelle earlier, but I wanted to save it for the podcast. She says here what we've been saying for a while yes. about Emily and about Richard and yes. about how he gave, he was a good dad in every way he knew how to be. Right. Because he gave Lorelai everything that he thought a daughter was supposed to have. Kind of like Layton's whole gift giving yeah, thing at the beginning of the Yeah, like episode. a cotillion. Yeah. You know, like he did what he was, what he thought he was supposed to do. He yeah. went and got a good job, 
bought a nice house for yep. to support his family because that's how he was raised. Right. He was raised to be that way. So yeah. he did everything he thought was the right way to do things. It might not necessarily have been the best way to raise a child, right. but he was doing what he thought was right. You yeah. know what I mean? He was trying his best. You know, you know what I mean? what's really sad here is like Lorelai sees herself as such a disappointment to him. Yeah. She says like he must have been so disappointed to get a daughter like me. And I was yeah. just like... But I feel like everyone's probably felt that way on some level. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it's like we're, you know, our parents were raised, everyone's parents were raised a certain way and you project your values onto your children. I mean, even if you're trying to have the best intentions, you know, it's like, you know, there are a lot of parents who they do their very best, what they think is best for their children and they're trying to do things right. It might not necessarily be the right thing. Right. But, like, but you also need to re- realize that your parents are not perfect people. No, yeah. And I feel like there is a turning point in everyone's life where you realize, where, well, if you've grown up enough, you realize that your parents aren't perfect people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. There's some horrible and abusive parents oh, out absolutely. there. And I'm not saying, like, you should just accept what no, your parents do to you. But in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, yeah. parents do try their best and they are imperfect beings. Yes. And she's noticing that and she's saying to Luke that he was a, he's a, he was a good man. He yeah. is a good man. And the thing And here, I like that, you the know. The thing here is like it makes me sad because I just feel like I feel like Lorelai should just say that to her dad. Like dad, you were a good father and I appreciate all the things you did for me and I feel like yeah. he should say back to her Lorelai you are a good daughter. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Like, I think she needs to hear the, like, I'm proud of you. I think there's a lot of people who, who do love people more than they, than they yes, let on. Of when, course. Especially when it comes to family, but there's, like, an awkward tension yeah. there that people don't say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty common. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty common among, like, children and parents who maybe don't have the best relationship, yeah. too. Um, and it, but it is really sad because she's like, you know, they say, like, all these memories should be, like, coming up for you that, like... And she's like, my mind is just blank. Like, I can't yeah. think of anything. Like, I don't remember, you know, because they don't really have a super good relationship. relationship like, yeah. they, they don't have a true... And back say, in this time, back back in hit where he, when he grew up, there it wasn't really a thing to no, have a relationship yeah. with your daughter. Like, that wasn't a thing that you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, once again, he did what he thought he was supposed to do, even though it might not have been the best thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she realizes that, you know? But it's hard. It's still hard because he was not... He might not have been a great parent to her, right. but he was as good as he thought. He was doing the best he could. Well, and you know it's interesting I mean? because Luke makes a comment here. He says, you're a good mom. Yeah. And she says, basically says, like, I like I don't think so. It's like she basically doubts her own mom, like, yeah. momming or mothering. <laughs> well, momming. What, what she said is, like, she, I think she kind of accepts his compliment, but then she says, I might be a good mom, but, like, I, I never have quite gotten the good daughter part. Yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like she also is like, because of what just happened with Rory in the last episode, I think she kind of isn't feeling like a great mom right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that this is compounding that, you know, it's like she already doesn't feel like a great mom and now she doesn't feel like a great daughter. Yeah. I get that. So we go to the hospital Mm -hmm. and Emily is berating what looks like a nurse. Coach Sue. Coach Sue. (laughs) Sue um, To get information on her husband. And... Rochelle was pointing out earlier that, like, she's being horrible to the nurse. But then again, like, I don't understand what nurse, like, doesn't have the kindness to, like, take a woman to her husband who has no idea. Like, Emily's come in. She has no idea what's going on, like, what's happening to her husband, what test she's getting done, any information at all about anything. This woman knows she's his wife. 
and like is trying to get her to fill out insurance forms. Like no matter what insurance he has, the hospital has to take care of him. Right. Like so those can wait. Like yes, it's important to fill out insurance forms eventually, but also he is like he's been a patient here before is what it sounds like. So they should already have his information number 1. I can't tell if that or if he they have their own doctor, doctor from a different something. hospital, but I don't know why they still it's like he's still going to get treated no matter yeah. what. Like the insurance forms can wait. Like give the woman some information about her husband, yeah. you know what I mean? Anything that you know. Like as a nurse, like you should understand, you should have the capacity to care about people being worried for their family. Right. Yes. Emily is incredibly obnoxious and so on and so forth, but it's like she's a worried wife and it's understandable. Yeah, and I don't ever feel like I've ever been to a hospital and like, what's going on? And they're like, we can't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? it would make sense. Like, that's why I say she knows she's his wife. It's not like she, it's a HIPAA thing. Right, like, right. It's not right. like it's some random stranger trying to get information yeah. about a patient. Like, you know that she's his wife. So I don't know. And Emily um, calls the house. At first, she makes it sound to Rory like she doesn't even care that Lorelai is not there. Like she yeah. doesn't. Which I was at first, I was like, seriously, Emily. But then you see, like she goes she and calls she calls the house. Um, and so Emily's yelling at a nurse when Lorelai and Luke arrive. And I love that. Like she's like, "You brought a date," and she's like, "Mom, it's Luke." And she's poor like, Luke. "Poor Luke." He's just like, "What?" Like I couldn't be a date. Yeah, his face. He just looks so sad. Like she's like, "Yes, Mom, it's entirely possible." That I could have been on a date, and Luke is like, just not with me. <laughs> like, oh, poor Luke. I know. Um, so Lorelai breaks the rules and goes through the doors to try to figure out what's going on with her dad. And Rory goes to get like coffee and tea for everybody. Um, and it's really cute because Rory's like talking to Lorelai, and she's like, "Mom, like I don't want him to die. I was just getting to know him." And yeah. it's really sweet because Lorelai is like really being the solid rock for Rory. Like yeah. we see her falling apart at the diner, but then as soon as she's with her sis, her daughter, she's like the strong one. The strong one. Yeah. And I think that's really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wrote that like Lorelai's actually really good in a crisis when it comes to like other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, and I think like it shows like she's really good for Rory in these situations mm-hmm. and Luke is really good for her. Yes. I love the dynamic of the three of them. Like mm-hmm. Luke is Luke is her rock. He hates hospitals, but he sucks it up and he takes her yeah. anyways and he sits through it and he's there for her for whatever she needs. Meanwhile, she's being like the strong one for Rory and like trying to, you know, have a brave face for her and it's just a really sweet like relationship between the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um and so Emily goes to look for pillows, and Luke, like, he hates hospitals, we see, and he's, she's like, maybe you should go home, like, you don't look so good, and he's like, you want me to go? And I was just like, Luke, Aww. you love her, um, and she's like, no, like, I just mean, like, you don't look, like, you always look good, but you don't look good right now, and he's like, you think I look good? She's like, we're not fifth grade, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, like, really obvious that Lorelai also doesn't want to be left alone with her dad because, like, she just doesn't know what to say to him, you know? I like think, I think it's also partially – she has a hard time seeing her dad weak. Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like she, she, it's hard for her to see him in that right. sort of situation. And I get that. Yeah. Like, but you know what's funny is, like, I didn't even think about – you pointed out that Luke is still doing this and showing up for her even though he hates hospitals. Yeah. I didn't even think about that because to me, I never understood why people. I mean, I understand why people hate hospitals, but like it doesn't really come up in my head very yeah. often because I love the hospital, right? You know, because it's a place that I work. Yeah. And, and like, don't get me wrong, I've had horrible experiences. You know, I've had patients die, I've right. watched people die, I've held people's hand while they've died. Like, and that's hard. Yeah. It's horrible, and I've been with grieving families, and I've been in really difficult situations. But like, 
there's way more joyful moments of like seeing patients get better and get yeah. to send them, get to send them home, getting to give good news to people. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Those moments, like getting to help people is way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I didn't even think about the fact that he, he, he doesn't like hospitals and that's really sweet that he like, is like getting through this like kind of fear just to be there. Yeah. For her. I love, I love Luke so yeah. much. Um, so they're in Richard's room and Rory's reading him the Financial Times, the mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal. And it's just really sweet. The, the Rory-Richard relationship is one of my favorites really in the whole yeah. show. Like, I just love how... They were, like, made for each they other. They really were. That, this is, like... I feel like you can see that she is his granddaughter. Yes. Like, that, some of that passed down, for sure. Yeah. And I think it also really strengthens the Richard-Lorelai relationship. Because, like... Nuggy agrees. It really strengthens the Richard Lorelai relationship because, like, she's given him, like, not the daughter he always wanted, but like a granddaughter who's a lot like him. But he also realizes that she's—he has to realize that she's the one that raised her. Right. Exactly. Lorelai's the one that raised the granddaughter that he admires. Right. And that's what I think I mean is like earlier Lorelai was saying like I feel like I was such a disappointment to him, but like she's not. She's raised like this most amazing granddaughter that you admire your father because you raised your daughter to be like her. Exactly. To be like him. Um, okay, this next scene Ugh. I love, and I tear up every time I yep. watch it. So basically, it's it's Emily and Richard alone in the room, um, and she finds out like you know that he's had angina, mm-hmm. and, which is um, like it can be a precursor to heart attacks if, yeah. you, if it's not people don't take it seriously. It's basically just like not enough blood and oxygen are are, are getting to your heart and right. so on and so forth, so you get chest pains, um, and it. It can be, like, stable or unstable, so it can happen with activity or at rest. Unstable is obviously... I mean, um, unstable is worse, which means that you can just get it when you're just resting and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so she finds out about this, and he starts telling her about, like, where their will is yes. and all this stuff. Like, if I die. And she, like, is ignoring him, and then when he says, like, the whole, like, if I die, she stops him. Yeah. And the look on her face is so believable. Mm-hmm. She just... It's like that face where it's, like, you, you try and keep yourself... Like, you can't keep yourself from crying anymore right. sort of a face. And you just feel what she feels. And she's just like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, you will not die. Like, you're not dying anytime soon. In fact, I demand to go first. I love that line. And I just love that. Like, she, she is so in love with him. Mm-hmm. She loves him. And it's like, because a lot of times I feel like in their relationship, you don't get to see the lovey-doveyness yeah. between them. Like, it's sort yeah. of very formal. But this shows here that, like, she counts on him and she relies on him and she needs him. Yeah. Like, and she needs to take care of him, too. Not yeah. just, like... She needs him to take care of her. It's right. the other way it's around. It's the other way around. You know I mean? Yeah. I wrote that too. Like, it's so obvious how much they love each other. Also, rest in peace. I know. Ed Herman. I love him. I love him. Um, but I also think here, it just reminds me, every, okay, every time mom and dad go on vacation, mom has the death talk with me, which just makes me, because, okay, so I'm the oldest, right? Yeah. I'm the oldest child. So I'm like the executor of their will and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, everything falls on me, like if something happens to them. And so every time my parents go on, our parents go on vacation, they, my mom always has the like, okay, here's the, here's where the safe is. Here's the password. Here's everything you need to do. Like, this is who you need to call right away to like, make sure that you and your siblings Mm -hmm. are good after. So if you need to hold somebody up at like gunpoint under torture for a password, it's going to be Rochelle. Yeah, except I I don't remember it. (laughs) I have to like literally like write it down and then destroy it after they they don't die (laughs) because I like can't remember anything. 
But um, it actually reminds me. So I don't know if anybody else remembers this, but it's very clearly there's in my a memory. good reason for the way that she feels about. Yeah. This, so every time mom has this like death talk with me, I'm usually like, "Mom, you guys are gonna be fine. It's not not a big deal. Like yeah. whatever." 2018, I believe it I was. I feel like it was longer. It was though. either was 2017 or 2018, because I was living here. Yeah, I was house sitting. I remember I was house. Okay, so. Yeah. Our parents were on vacation mm-hmm. in Hawaii with um, family friends, friends of ours. It, yeah. was, it was our parents and then our friends' parents mm-hmm. um, who we were very close with, yeah. like good family friends. And they were all in Hawaii because they, they, um, they go on this trip with them. Yeah. They used to go on this trip with them every year um, to Maui. And the funny thing was is at the time I was actually house-sitting yeah. at our parents' friends' house yeah. who were at, in on Hawaii with them, with them yeah. because we were all so close. Right. Like I always would watch their dog when they were gone and stay at their house. Yeah. And I all of a sudden get a phone mm-hmm. call from mom. Yeah. And I she had been trying to reach, um, I think, you first. Yeah. And she couldn't get a hold of you, so she calls me, and she's on the phone, like, hysterical. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. So I pick up the phone and I'm like, yeah, what's up, mom? And she's like hysterical on the phone. She's like, I try to get a hold of your sister. I can't get a hold of her. Like, we just got an alert on our phones that there's a missile literally coming to hit Hawaii. Yeah. Like, basically, we're all going to die. In minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, in minutes. Like, like, she's like, like we've got, like, minutes. I think it was like a nine-minute yeah. warning or something. Very specific. And it was like, um, you know, like how there's like the, Almost like, an like the, alert, yeah, like it was like the presidential yeah. alerts or whatever that everyone would, you know what yeah. I mean? And she's like, we've been sent this, like. Mind you, it's like seven or eight in the morning there. Cause I, so I had just taken a, I had just taken body pump, which was at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Uh-huh. So Saturday morning, I had just gotten back from body pump. So it was around 9.30 in the morning, which meant it was like. Set what seven thirty six thirty? I don't know. So it's really early. But it, it's it was, but it wasn't so early because they were actually out. They were out. They so were out like, somewhere. Yeah. I think they were getting coffee actually yeah. at Starbucks. So yeah. it was probably eight in the morning, eight. somewhere yeah. around there, something like that. But um, and so she's like, basically, like a uh, missile's coming from North Korea, and right. this is during that time when they found out that yeah. North Korea could yeah. have missiles that would hit Hawaii, and she's like, we're gonna die, yeah, like essentially, and she's like, I'm like, I'm like, so my first thought is denial you yeah know? i'm like mom totally. i'm like mom you're over the top like i'm like there's no way that that's actually happening and she's like and i remember so clearly etched in my mind the way she said you don't know that yeah like and her voice was like breaking you yeah. know what i mean and was, i was just like and it's just weird in that moment your mind's blank i had oh, nothing I, I had no idea what to say to her i like, literally so i i had missed phone calls from my dad because i was driving back from the gym yeah so I walk into my, or I'm in the, here in the apartment or in the condo and I get a text message from dad that says basically something along the lines of missile warning, like nine minutes, um, you know, I love you basically. Yeah. It was like all it said. And I called him and I am not kidding you when I say like, you know, like, cause when mom would always have those, like the safe password and if I, if we die, here's what to do. Like, yeah. You're right. Like, my mind just went blank, and I was just in hysterics on the ground, like, literally in the fetal position on the ground, crying so hard I couldn't breathe, and I just kept, like, I was wailing, and, like, at the time, I was married, so my husband was here, and he was, like, didn't know what to do, and I'm, like, on the phone with dad, and I just remember repeating, I can't do it without you. I can't do this without you. I can't, I was, like, I'm not ready. I can't take care of this family. Like, I can't do it, and I was just freaking, it was... Honestly, it was like the worst 
the was worst a, day of my life. That was a horrible the worst day. I mean, like, there's no words because, like, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And then she hands the phone to dad, and I was like, Well, are you doing anything? Like, are you taking shelter? Yeah. And she's basically saying to me, She's like, There's not really anything we can do. No. Like, she got, she heard the news and it, it like, she had an upset stomach, I remember, because yeah. she was so, like, it, like, wrecked her stomach because well, she was so scared. Yeah. So she's like, We just went back to our hotel room. Like, there, there's, there's nowhere we can, can go. Do. There's no. nothing where, you know, like, what people I mean? were putting their kids down, like, sewage, yeah. like, storm drains because. Yeah, people literally were lifting literally. up, like, storm drains and putting yeah. their children in them because they didn't know what else to do. And she said, you know? like, it was so eerie because yeah. everybody just, like, abandoned all of their stuff on the beach. Yeah. She's like, We could have just walked down the beach and just stolen stuff yeah everybody she said it was so like later on she tells us like it was so um like post-apocalyptic because she was like it was just like the beaches were abandoned but everyone had left all their stuff yeah like as if everyone had just disappeared all of a sudden it was like like, all left their stuff behind i'm not kidding when i say like i would rather go through 10 more divorces than go through that that those like 30 minutes again in it, my was it was insane it was so like, absolutely so awful I'm like googling it online right. trying I well, can't find anything and online my ex, at my all. ex was in the military and our neighbor at the time was also in the military and so he was like we need to go onto the DOJ's website and figure out if this is real so they yeah. went on and logged in and didn't see anything so eventually they found out that it had been an, an error but it yeah. was you guys like, like somebody had messed up and accidentally sent, sent it this. out so they had prepared an alert right. just in case North Korea did send a missile right. to Hawaii. And basically, someone in the control room messed up and sent yeah. the alert out even though there was no missile coming. Right. And people, like my mom said it was just utter chaos. Yeah. Like everyone was just like, she said that they were outside of Starbucks when it got sent and there was a, this was the saddest part to me. She said that there was a woman who had two small children alone. Yeah. And she was just on the ground like holding her children yeah. and weeping. Like basically like, I don't know what to do to save my children. And I just remember like, I remember like talking to dad on the phone and all of a sudden it's kind of hitting me and yeah. I'm like, this could uh, be the last time I'm I just panicking. My, like, my heart is just pounding. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking was like, this might be the last time I, I'm ever going to speak to them. Like, what do I say? Yeah. And I just like, all I could say was like, I love you yeah. because it was like, I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Like literally no words at all. Like, yeah. like nothing came to my mind. And like y'all, the idea of like being on the phone with somebody when you think that they're about to die, yeah, like is the worst thing in the world. It's like the and worst. for a full I think it was probably about 20 minutes. Yeah. I legitimately thought my parents were going to be blown up. Yeah. Like, that was it. It was insane. Like, it was the most horrible thing ever. Yeah. And then finally, news starts coming in. Right. That it was, like, sent out an error. And, like, I'm starting to, like, be relieved, but I'm yeah. not sure yet. Yeah. And, and, like, and it was funny because we were, not funny, but, like, we were, I was calling the, um, I was calling the kids of the, the family that they were there right. with, the parents that they were there with. I was calling their kids trying to get a hold of them right. being like have you talked to your parents you know and yeah. like 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 you need to call your parents like cuz i guess like they couldn't get a hold of them or whatever and it was just insane so then finally we find out it was false and it was <sighs> just crazy it like was awful. i just remember it was like it was the longest like 10 minutes yeah. of my life yeah. like it was it like i don't think i had any like thing left in me at that point like I couldn't I literally I know. all I, I did was like stay home I just the rest cried. of the day yeah. I stayed home I think I called I called work and told them oh, I couldn't yeah. come in oh I started I was drinking just like, yeah. it was like 10am and I was, I was like I need to drink I right was now. like yeah and I remember all I did was because I was staying at their house I turned on their TV yeah. and all I did the whole rest of the day was watch the news yeah. and they had like they were doing interviews with people who were involved in right. it and like people were saying like that like their experiences of people putting kids yeah. in storm drains and like 
and like how everyone was just abandoning the beaches and like yeah. weeping openly and I was just like that was horrible I mean I was literally like over there on the floor like literally yeah. over there on the floor just in the fetal position the whole, and, and and it's annoying not annoying it sucks now because like now when mom and dad go on vacation and they have like the you always think about it now yeah mom is like okay here's what happens if we die and I'm like we can't like this isn't a joke anymore because that yeah. could happen like like it became just, almost a little too real so there. I just like I definitely like felt this moment when Richard's like if I die here's like the passwords Nugget what is going on she wants to make lots of noise um like, when Richard's like, here's the passwords, here's what you need to know, and, like, Emily doesn't want to accept it, I'm like, I totally get it, Emily, because I, like, I've been in, in that there. situation where I'm like, I... It did make me I not want to go to. It did make me never want to go to Hawaii again. Yeah, it, it definitely... It made, made me want to never have my parents go to Hawaii yeah, again. Yeah, it definitely, like, has made it very difficult for me to, When like, they go on When they go away, stuff. I'm like, uh... I don't like that, the, yeah. the, you know, I could lose both I mean, don't parents. get me wrong, we were all grown adults, but yeah, it doesn't but change it doesn't, the fact no. that, like, well, and I was still in college at the time, You were still I think. in college, but also it was like, so mom mom and dad were both on the phone with me, and when they were, when I finally called them back, or when they got a hold of me, and mom was saying, like, you need to be strong for your brother and sister, like, she even said, she's like, you know, Morgan's still in college, you need to make sure she finishes college, we... We have the money to cover it. Make sure that happens. You uh-huh. know, your brother too. He's still in college. Make sure that he finishes. And I was just like, I'm not ready to be the like this person, the matriarch yeah. of this family. Like, I'm not ready for that. Like, that is not something that I want to do as a tw- what was I 26. So, like, that's not something I ever like, want to do. Yeah, yeah. as a 26 year old to be told like, okay, you're in charge now is like, um, I don't know that I'm ready. You for know what's crazy is I think about um. Rudy and I were watching The Crown. Yeah. And, like, she becomes the Queen of England at, yeah. like, 26 or something. It was That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. But anyways. anyways, I just thought of that during the scene, and I was just like, oh, man, that was yeah. the worst day of my life, and I never want to live through That's horrible. Anything it's crazy. like that again. You, started, you were about to say it, and I totally knew yeah. exactly what you were going to say. That was horrible. Yeah. That was the worst day ever. Yeah. Um, Y'all, hug, hug your family. Yeah. Uh, so then Lorelai and Rory are at the vending machine, and Lorelai tells Rory that narcolepsy boy came to visit. <laughs> And Rory's like, were you mean? You know, like, yeah. and she says, like, he told me, you know, what, what happened, that nothing happened. And Rory's like, it didn't. And she's like, I know, I believe you both. She's like, but, you know, things can happen even when you don't mean for them to happen. And yeah. I was like, mm, foreshadowing. Yep. Um, well, also, like, that's what happened with Laura. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, even though Lorelai recognizes that Rory isn't like her, you are so chatty today. Even though Rory rec- or Lorelai recognizes that Rory isn't like her, she's mm-hmm. like, things happen. Like, yeah. you know, the accidents, whatever, happen all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I love this when Emily comes. So Emily em- comes to sit out next to Luke, um, and he's just holding the fort down. And so she's like, so you guys weren't on a date. And you know what's funny is here, she basically calls them fools. Yeah. Like fools. Like basically like, you guys are totally in love with each other. You're fools. She's right. She's and she's right. right. But you know what's funny is then when they get up together later on, she's not happy about it. I know. I which don't is get so that. weird. She's like so annoyed that they don't see that they're in love. But yeah, you're right. But then when they actually they, get together, she's like. But maybe it's because she didn't ever think that they would get together. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's funny. But Luke tells her about how like. He kept, like, she's talking about Richard's tie and how she was, like, so annoyed that he was trying to loosen his tie or whatever. And she couldn't let go of his tie exactly. when the took it off. And um, Luke was like, I get it. Like, when my dad died, I kept his hardware store exactly how it was, you know. Like, and she's like, oh, I'm sure he liked that or would like that. And he's like, no, he'd think I'm a fool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, which I think is really sweet. But, yeah. um, 
you know, so Emily wants to know what's going on between the two of them. And Luke is like, you know, we're just friends. And Emily says they're idiots about it. And she and Rory leave uh, to go wash their face again. I'm like, what's with the washing of the faces in this show? Lorelai has a brief moment alone in the room with her father where she sees him for the first time and he's sleeping. Yeah. And then he opens his eyes and they have this silent moment. Like, it's very brief. And then everyone kind of walks in. Right. And it's like you can tell that she's about to say something about, like, how much she... Almost like like she wants to say to him, like, yeah. what he means to her almost, you know? Yeah. And then everyone walks in. Yeah. And I kind of wish she had the moment to do it. You I know do what I mean? But I do love that, like, she goes out of the room and starts crying and Luke is holding her. And he's like, I'd have... If I had a handkerchief, I'd offer it to you, even though I think it's a revolting Revolting practice. practice. But I was like, what do you think's revolting about it? Like... That somebody else is blowing their snot into your handkerchief, or the fact or maybe that it's that, like, like a sexist used practice, it or something. Maybe like because like men would use their handkerchiefs yeah. and then hand them to a woman like later on in the yeah. day. I guess that would be kind of gross. I wouldn't want to use handkerchief. Yeah, that's true. I guess. But he goes and gets her coffee from the nurses' lounge, and she asks him to take Rory home, and she tells Rory like, "Call Dean. Like it's fine. Smooth. You know, smooth yeah. it over. Work it out." Um, and she st- offers to stick around, and it's really sweet because Emily's really surprised. That Lorelai sticks around yeah. to, like, help whoever needs help in the hospital. In the hospital, somebody. <laughs> and you know what's funny to me is that um, Emily recommends they go down to the cafeteria to get food. I know. I cannot imagine Emily ever I can't eating either. cafeteria food. I can't either. But, um, so, the last scene in this episode, I just love it. Again, like, I, this episode, I'm just like, I Luke love and Lorelai are idiots. Like, they yeah. need to get together. Um, so, you know, she comes to Luke's and... Um, she says, you know, he's asking about her dad, and she's like, oh, you know, he's like, life isn't life if you can't have a steak. And I was like, that sounds like something dad would say. That sounds like something I would say. That sounds like something yeah. you would say, yeah. Um, my father's child. And Lorelai brings Luke a Christmas gift, which mm-hmm. is really sweet. It's a new baseball hat. Um, and I think I did like a quiz on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They had like a Gilmore, like, how well do you know Gilmore's Girls quiz? And I feel uh, like he had like four hats throughout the whole show. Yeah, there's not that many. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is one of those, which I thought was really cute. Um, and I, okay, I, you know how just some guys look better in a baseball hat? Yeah. Luke is one of those guys. He just looks better. <laughs> yeah. I understand. My, my ex looked better in a baseball hat. It's fine. Um, and he, you know, Lorelai wants to watch the, tr- the town, like, Christmas parade thing. And Luke is like, oh, come on. Like, they do it every year. It's the same this thing This isn't even year. the real one. It's the <laughs> practice. The practice yeah. one. And Lorelai is like, oh, shush. Like, just, just turn, turn off the, the lights and let's watch. watch. Yeah. And she says, it's hard to imagine living somewhere else. Yeah. And I think it's, re- it's really cute because it's like, she is Stars Hollow and Stars Hollow is, is her. her. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're just, her and Rory belong there. It's like very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she looks at Luke with his new hat on and says, it looks good on you. And he's like, good how? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just love it That's so cute. Much. Um, oh. So, okay, so that's the end of the episode. However, Uh I'm I'm starting a new segment, which I'd like to call Pop Culture Corner, Uh (laughs) because I feel like there are so many references in Gilmore Girls, like pop culture references, Uh that I don't understand, Um, and actually half the, um, what what are they called? Not the characters? The characters, but like the people, the actors. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They didn't understand it either, and they said yeah. they had to look them up. So a couple in this episode that I want to highlight. Um, Lorelai mentions The Miracle Worker, which is a movie about uh, Helen Keller. Oh. So oh. 
I didn't realize that. Um, and she also mentioned, so when Dean comes to the house, he's like my public enemy number one. And she says, no, I think the, she says something about a crazy bomber guy living in a cave. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and apparently she's most likely referencing domestic terrorist, Eric Rudolph, who was known as the Olympic park bomber. Yeah. Yeah. He perpetrated the centennial Olympic park bombing at the 1996 summer Olympics in Atlanta Hmm. and went on to commit a series of anti-abortion and anti-gay motivated bombings between 1996 and 1998 in the southern United States. Wow. So I think that that's who she was talking about. Crazy people. He was arrested in 2003, so that would be around this... Well, no, that would be just after this. Yeah. Um, and he's currently serving his sentence in a Colorado prison, mostly in solitary confinement. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, she also referenced, oh no, Luke re- references Jim- Jimmy Hoffa. Uh-huh. So he says like, basically like, are you going to go looking for Jimmy Hoffa? It might take you a while. Yeah. Jimmy Hoffa was president of the powerful Teamsters Union from 1957 until his imprisonment for conspiracy and fraud in the late 1960s. Uh-huh. He went missing in July 1975 and was declared legally dead seven years later. To this day, they've still never found his body. However, Al Pacino portrayed Hoffa in the 2019 film The Irishman on Netflix. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting because it's like that happened a long time ago and obviously this episode happened like 20 years ago, but now there's a new movie out on Netflix. Yeah, I just kind of thought that was interesting. That is cool. And then the last one, which I thought you would like the most, she references that um, even though Charo has been in the United States for a long time, she still can't like understand Understand. her because of her accent. So, Maria Rosario Pilar Martinez Molina Beza, I think I said that right, professionally known by her stage name Charo, is a Spanish-American actress, singer, comedian, and flamenco guitarist. Mm -hmm. She was the voice of Mrs. Toad in Thumbelina. Oh my gosh! Isn't that crazy? Yeah! I was just like, oh my gosh, I love that! That is crazy. We love Thumbelina. That was like one of our favorite movies of all time. I loved that. So yeah, that's Rochelle's... Pop culture, pop culture corner. Pop culture corner. I feel like I need like a, like a little, pop culture yeah. corner. I don't know. That was really bad. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll just send that Or out. like pop culture corner or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a baseball just stadium. Fun. That's true. Show. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Get it together. Sorry. That's all Sorry. Right. Sorry. I'm, I'm an amateur apparently. Uh-huh. When it comes to amateur. Amateur. <laughs> Um, Anyways, yeah, that was so interesting. Ad- advice wise, your turn. It is my turn, and I do have advice okay. to give. Um, Hit us with so, it. So, um, there's a quick little story. Um, we obviously talked about what happened with our parents, mm-hmm. you know, um, and how we thought that they were going to die. Um, and then, um, so this is not really my story to tell, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it. But my mom and my mom and her sister both. Um, had um a gene that causes um breast cancer, ovarian cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Um gives you a very, very high chance of getting a very aggressive form of uh cancer. And my mom and um her sister kind of had had a falling out years before and weren't talking and they both had this gene and her sister ended up getting cancer. Mm-hmm. Um and it kind of the tragedy of it kind of brought them together. Yeah. Um they 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 re- reconciled, you know, um and, like, you know, what happened with our parents kind of, you know, makes you cherish who you have in your life more. And so my advice, um, not only, I think it's just generally good advice to anybody, but my advice is geared more towards Lorelai and Emily mm-hmm. and also a little bit Richard. Yeah. And it's just don't wait 
for tragedy to happen to yeah. bring you closer to other people. Don't wait for tragedy to happen to say the things that you want and you need and you should say to the yeah. people that you love. And that's pretty much it. And I think it actually goes, that actually ties in really well with advice I think I gave earlier in our, in an earlier episode yeah. this, of this podcast was the idea of like, sometimes it means you have to suck it up and be the bigger person. Yeah. And that sucks and it's not fun, but you know, yeah, you're totally right. Like, if you wait until these moments, you might not get that might chance. Not get those or it moments. might, like, mom and her sister, you know, unfortunately, our aunt passed away recently, actually, um, right before like COVID lockdown yeah, back in happened. March. Yeah. And um, we miss her very much. And my mom misses her very much. And I think it's hard because even though they did reconcile and had some really good years together, mm -hmm. there was a big chunk of years that I think if you asked our mom, she would say, I wish that I had had more of those. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I think that's really good advice. Yeah, yeah. definitely don't wait for tragedy to strike. Um, it does. Tragedy tends to bring people together. Totally. So, you know... Say the things that should be said yeah. before it's too late to say them. Yeah, I think that's all. great advice. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, you can find us um, on Instagram at Friday Night Dinner Pod, uh, and you can uh, send us an email at Friday Night Dinner Podcast at gmail .com. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you thought about the episode, and uh, otherwise, we will see you next week for our next episode. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.